0: Welcome to the Mastering College to career Podcast. I am your host, the one that knows the most, Daniel Botero. In a world where eight out of 10 students are graduating without a job lined up. And 40% of graduates never work in a job that requires their degree. This podcast is the solution. In this podcast, not only do you hear from my own personal experience, countless hours worth of research on this topic, but I bring industry experts to help students take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. So with the fact that 85% of students walk down the stage without a job lined up, I decided to create a really short assessment the students can take right now that will take less than five minutes and give them a very clear idea of how ready they are to graduate with their job. And it's kind of funny, it's fun and it will give you an animal. You'll either become a sloth, somebody that's just kind of be sleeping through college, you either are a bear, someone that has a lot of potential but has been hibernating, you could be a dog, someone that has been doing some great things, are trainable and have high potential or you can be a unicorn and that is a very small percentage of students that have done exactly what it takes to land their dream job and have already done it. So, which animal are you? Find out at masteringcollege2career.com/assessment All right. Welcome. Welcome back to the Mastering College to Career podcast. I am excited. I have an amazing, amazing guest and an amazing episode for you. I have Justin Shank with me today. He is the host of the Growth Now Movement. Justin, how are you today?
1: Daniel, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about the conversation.
0: No, I am excited just to talk about mindset and overcoming obstacles and just that process. And, and Justin, we met at PodFest a couple of weeks back. And um, when I heard you speak and, and just share your story and how you were able to grow and how you were, you said to yourself, you know, if, if there was an award for most likely to not be successful, that like you would have won it in high school, like, and then to see how far you've come. I was like, this would be an amazing episode for the audience to listen. So Justin, why don't you, you know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, man. So I am, uh, you know, I, I host a podcast called The Growth Now Movement, uh, which I've been fortunate enough to be named a top eight podcaster by Inc. Magazine. Um, you know, and, and it's just kind of been a journey to get there, right? People are like, how, how do you do that? What, you know, you must be gifted something. And, and I think when people look at me, they go, uh, yeah, life was easy for that guy. Just from outward appearances, right? Uh, but it's totally not the case. Like you said, if there was a senior superlative for least likely to succeed, I would have won that award and it would have been the only award I've ever won. Um, you know, it's funny cause you would ask me to come on the show and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can serve your audience. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really graduate college. I went to three semesters of community college and, and dropped out. Um, because my, you know, my junior year of high school had a 1.7 GPA at that point, my mom was in the middle of a 20 year opioid addiction and my dad was in jail. And so when you look at that in those circumstances, most people would look at me and be like, that kid's got no shot. Um, and I think A lot of what we'll end up talking about today in this episode, it was really about the mindset and setting myself up for success. Even though I didn't have the resources, I became resourceful and I was able to kind of take the tools that I had learned in life um, and in business to kind of create what I've done so far today, which is, you know, I'm a top ranked podcaster and I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to do that every day
0: and and when you were you know like thinking of when you dropped out of college you know when you had such a low gpa did you ever think that you were going to be six did you ever lose hope or did you always know that you were going to be successful
1: you know i think i think deep down inside i always knew i I was destined to do something but i didn't quite know what it was and so you know it's funny i I had a 1.7 gpa my junior year of high school so i want to i want to to frame this a little bit differently for your audience when i went to community college it was because i got waitlisted at temple university um which i thought i was going to get in because my uncle was on the board at the time and i still got waitlisted. um but they said go to community college get a 2.5 gpa and then you can come in to our school i was like cool so i signed up for community college i went there for three semesters and i averaged a 3.5 gpa um, and just never reapplied to temple uh, for me it was more about circumstances, not about whether I was dumb or not. If that makes sense. Now, to kind of go back and answer your question, I had dropped out of college because I got a job selling Kukco knives, um, and I fell in love with it. And I did really, really well. Um, I actually, at the point, at one point, I had like the highest closing ratio in the company, um, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. I became a manager at the company, and I was like, entrepreneurship is where it's at. I can, I can create my own destiny. I can fulfill whatever dreams I want, and I don't necessarily need the college route. Would it have been easier with college? Probably. Um, but but at the same time, I, I learned the skills and the tools needed while selling Cutco to be able to kind of figure out business. And I, I, I climbed my way up through the corporate ladder too at one point in my life.
0: So I actually did Cutco for about six months. So I know how challenging that that is, right? And I know how yeah. the retention rate for that is probably, uh, in the low single digits. And so the fact that you did it for a long time, like that speaks volumes. Like. I, I speak to companies, right? Uh, the higher, the large sales organizations that like you're guaranteed to make 150 plus that if they see that you worked at Cutco for more than nine months, they automatically give you the job because they know that you have the right mindset. Right. So the fact that you did that already, you had a very strong mindset to be able to, you know, stay there for that long. When did you get that mindset? Were you born with it? How did you build that mindset?
1: Yeah, I certainly wasn't born with it. Um, I think what I did when I was younger, I've never been asked this question. This is a great question. I think what I did when I was younger, um, I looked up to so many people and I I just, I was like, I want to be like them. Like I want, I want to be positive. I want to be successful. Um, I want other people to kind of look at me and say, hey, I want to be like him. So like, it was almost like, okay, how I felt on the inside about those people, I wanted others to feel that way about me. I wanted people to look at me and be like, I want to follow that trajectory. I want to be like Justin. I want to be like, you know, like that. And I think, you know, Cutco is a big breaking point because, you know, I started working there when I was 18 and I was shy and I hated talking in front of people. And I didn't know, I didn't have any skills. Like I wasn't a good student. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not a quick reader. I'm not any of those things. And, and um, what Cutco gave to me was mentors that I could follow and, and kind of see how they figured it out without college and how they figured it out, you know, without, what the world says you need, um, to grow. And, and when I start, when I saw that it gave me the opportunity to say, okay, I can get better. Right. So there's a guy, his name was Mike Bucky. He was the regional manager with the company. And he later said to me, you know, he goes, just, you know, it's funny. I made you cool. That's what he said because of how much I grew in the two years with Cutco, um, from being a shy kid who didn't really know his way to kind of figuring out a lot. Um, so I, I think having the, the will and the desire for success was something that was always innate in me, but I had to figure out and learn how to actually accomplish that. And I had to push through my fears. I had to push through the fears of public speaking. I had to push through the fears of picking up the phone and making a sales call and then sitting down with some housewife to try and sell her a thousand dollar set of knives. But forcing myself to do it made me comfortable doing it. Um, so yes and no is the answer. Like I was born with the innate desire to, to be successful, which I think we all do. Um, but then I had to learn the skills along the way and I, and I failed a lot, man. Like I fell on my face a lot.
0: So I had, you know, I moved to Columbia when I was uh, eight years old and me and my mom moved here with, uh, with just $2,000 and two suitcases. So it was really rough and understanding that. And similar to you, my mindset was, um, if someone, if I see somebody do it right, I can do it too. And I see that you have the same mindset, but for somebody that is in a position where they might feel like their back is against the wall, they, they might feel like they, there's not a bright future for them. How do you advise them to turn around and say, you can either be a victim, treat yourself like a victim, or you can say, I'm going to use my opportunities, my challenges, and have them as fuel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing we need to realize is that life is happening for us, not to us. And so, so often we, we have all these hardships in our life and we, we kind of have that victim, like you said, that victim mindset of like, why me? Why does this keep happening to me? Um, but if we look at it like, okay, this happened, what, where's the opportunity within this hardship? It creates a completely different trajectory for you, right? And so I had mentioned my mom had a 20 year opioid addiction, which she ended up losing three years ago. That was right before I launched the podcast. And what that did for me organically was it gave me the opportunity to take this podcast that i have the growth now movement and shift it from business to overcoming adversity it gave me my message it gave me my purpose so the worst moment in my life when she passed away because my mom was my best friend the worst moment in my life gave me my greatest opportunity and that's that's something that we i had to see I didn't, you know, if I sat there and played the victim forever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So the first thing is realize that life is happening for us. It's giving us opportunity. Um, You know, if you believe in a higher power, God, source, energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it, it would never give you anything that it feels like you can't overcome, right? It's presenting opportunity for you to grab it by the horns and run with it, right? You know, if you if, if we're talking to people in college, like if if you didn't get into the college that you weren't supposed to, I promise you, or you want it to, I promise you, five years, six years after college, you're going to be like, oh, that's why I had to go to that college versus the one I wanted to get into, right? Um, I think sometimes hardships in life is that opportunity of like, oh wait, not everything's going to be handed to me. I need to work a little bit harder.
0: Absolutely, and so well, I saw that one of your favorite quotes is that it's about the journey and not the destination, right? And Can you elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, man. You know, the, the end of the day, like no matter what we've done in our life, we're all shooting for the same thing and that's death. So that's the only destination every single one of us has. Um, and I can be sitting here reaching for a million dollars, reaching for the number one podcast, reaching for 10,000 people to come to my live event. But if I'm not enjoying the journey, why does it matter? Like I need to be happy every single day. Right. And if I'm not happy, it's so pointless because at the end of the day, I'm going to die miserable. So if I don't reach that goal of millions of dollars, millions of followers, 10,000 people in my live event, and I die and I didn't enjoy trying to get there, like that kind of sucks. Right. So for me, it's about waking up happy every single day. And, you know, I think the one thing that I kind of want to frame for a lot of people listening is like, ha- I'm happy all the time, meaning I'm happy when I'm stressed, I'm happy when I'm sad, I'm happy when I'm you know, overwhelmed with everything. We're, we're given a big bucket of lies when we're told that happiness is joy. It's two different feelings, right? So like, I'm not joyous every day. Like there's, like there's mornings where I wake up and I go, Oh God, I gotta, I gotta do this, this, and this. Like I have something later today that I'm stressed out about, but I'm still happy because I get to do what I love. So it's really about enjoying the journey because at the end of the day, we're all just, we're just going to die.
0: Interesting. So you, you say you're happy every day, right? And so, the happy is not the same thing as joy. So, is happy the same thing as being grateful?
1: Like, yeah, happiness is definitely gratitude. Because somebody was telling me that you can't
0: be grateful and angry at the same time. So that if yeah. you're if you're grateful whenever if you're angry and you're feeling very angry, start thinking about what you're grateful for because it's impossible for you to be both. And so, I'm trying to think because I would tell you before I you know kind of like put my two weeks like notice and went into this entrepreneurship full time trying to build this business. I've never felt stressed in the sense that I, I never felt anxious, never had an, an anxiety attack. And it's not now until recently that I, st- I started to feel, you know, the stress, the the like anxiety of, you know, building a business that is like, is, is this taking away from my happiness? But I think it's not necessarily that I'm, I'm not happy anymore. Is that I have to continue to build my mindset. I believe that it's a mindset game. And so what do you advise when someone is it? We're talking about the students here. Like I'm a college student and I'm just very anxious, right? Like somebody that's over, like whether they didn't get their in, dream internship or didn't or graduated college and they don't have a job. Like how do you get your mindset? right? How do you get a growth mindset?
1: Yeah. Yeah. To go back to the gratitude thing really quick, right? So it's super easy to be grateful when things are going good. It's super easy to find things to be grateful for in those moments. It's really hard when it's not good. It's the people who master gratitude when things suck that win every single time. Um, because you're able to push through those stressful moments, you're able to push through all of that stuff. Right? So somebody who isn't given the right trajectory of growth of growth in their life. Right. So how do you create the growth mindset? It's 2019. Like we're given so many opportunities. We have the internet. We have the opportunity to pick up a book and read whatever we want. Like there's printing presses and, you know, you can download them and it's on your phone or your iPad immediately. Um, growth mindset is about continuously trying to level up your life in all areas. And if you're able to kind of do that on a regular basis, which again, it's easy, listen to this podcast, listen to my podcast, whatever, um, you know, you, you can begin to learn. Now, what I realize it's not just about mindset, it's about implementation. Because I absorbed content for years. Absorbed content, absorbed content, absorbed content. When it one one in, Went in one year and out the other, right? Cool. Did nothing with it. But once I really understood, oh, wait, it's not just about knowing this. It's about implementing this. That's when everything started to kind of fall into place. So this is obviously a show for college students, right? So like the reality is a bachelor's degree is a dime a dozen.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: And that's something that I've been saying for ten years. I mean, at this point, a master's degree is a dime a dozen. And now all of a sudden, okay, now you got to go get my doctorate. No, you don't. You need to start implementing the things that you've learned in your life, along with school, in order to create that success and that growth in your life. It's not just about what we're learning, right? So, like, I've learned, I've learned business and life in different ways. I just didn't go to college, but I still learn, and I still learn every single day. But my big breakthrough was implementation. You know, I knew what a podcast was. I didn't know what it could do for me. Once I figured out what it could do for me, I sat around for another six months, not, not understanding how to implement it. But once I began to implement the things that I learned, that's when things started to grow. So knowledge is one thing, implementation is all that matters.
0: That, that is so true. Um, and, and, and I have this debate, people come to me like, why are you so passionate about college? Like, why even go to college? Is college still worth it? And, and I say, college is like anything else you do in life it's what you put into it, right? You're gonna get the return investment of what you put in. If you just go to class and all you do is go to class, you're just a one of a million person with a degree, but it's, are you taking the full advantage of the networks and the professors, the the knowledge that's there, the opportunities that are there? If you're not, you're not. And so for me as a college student, I was a, I was a bad student. I'm a horrible test taker. I can't memorize anything. Um, it just that wasn't it. But I had to use I had to play on my strengths. And that was building relationships and relationships open doors. Um, and so you're, you're 100% right. What, what is something that influences you the most? Like, is there people? Is there books? Is there, you know, things that happened in the past? What influences you? What makes you? What keeps you going?
1: Um, you know, I, I think it's it's a two part, right? I I believe that what I went through in my past, I think it's kind of given me that purpose, right? So my purpose drives me forward, um, which is allowing it's it's teaching people that it doesn't matter where you come from, and it doesn't even matter where you are today. What matters are the decisions you're making today to create a better tomorrow, right? So your I don't care about people's past, like I don't care about what opportunities they had or what they didn't, the choices they've made in the past or the choices they didn't make in the past. I don't care about that. Let's let's focus on now because that's all we can control. So that's something that drives me forward. You also need in life something that pulls you forward. So I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with incredible mentors and people that I admire greatly who've become friends and, and again, you know, coaches and mentors in my life that that help pull me in the right direction. Because we can have all the drive we want, we can have anything pushing us forward, but if we're not pointed in the right direction, we're going nowhere, right? And so I always say like, it's always good to have a mentor or coach because all their job is to do is stand behind you and grab you by the shoulders and just adjust you, right? Be, adjust you a degree or five degrees if you're pointed in the wrong direction. Um, so, so two, two parts to that, right. You need something pushing you and pulling you. And so I think that's different for everybody, but for me, it's definitely my purpose. And then, and then my mentors who, you know, if you look at my podcast, I've become friends with a lot of the people I've interviewed and there are people that I can pick up the phone and call at any time and be like, yo, I need your help. And they're there to help. Um, so again, like in college, right? Like you said, it's about connecting with the college professors. Those are the people that are going to adjust you those degrees. You have to build those networks of people.
0: So you talked a lot about mentoring and you're talking about it now. And even in your past episodes, I highly, highly encourage my audience to listen to your podcast because it's a mindset thing. And in the last, one of the last episodes you did, as you said, your circle, you know, your close five circles, you have like five people that like, and they're, they cover different categories, right? How do you suggest um, individuals, whether you're a college student or even not a college student, start building that circle of mentors or, you know, advisors.
1: Yeah. So it's a great question. So like you said, I have this circle of advisors. Like one is a spiritual relationship. One is business a couple are business because they're in different realms. Um, One is just like a life coach as far as like, how do I tap into happiness when I feel like I'm down in the dumps? Right. So I have all these people that kind of focus on different areas of my life and and it took me a while to find them. Right. I I obviously use the podcast to do that. Um, But in college, You have that opportunity when it's professors or deans or whatever, those people are there. Um, So many people are vying for their attention though. And so you have to be able to stand out from the crowd. And so I would ask myself, what do I have to give them first before I ask for anything? So all of the people that I've become friends with and are mentors of mine, I helped them first in some way, shape or form. Whether that was by making a connection, by helping them get into somewhere that I had a connection in, or just giving them some sort of love and letting them know that I appreciate them and I honor them. Um, And so I want you to ask yourself, what can you give your potential mentors, right? Because they're all around us. Like when I was young, my mentors were my uncle's. When I got a little bit older, they were my managers at at Cutco. And uh, beyond that, I started to go to events and then I'd connect with the speakers and they became my mentors. And now it's my podcast and they've become my mentors. Um, So it's 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 a constant evolution, but they're always there. We just have to be super aware and then ask ourselves, what can I give them to build the relationship? Because life is reciprocal. So what we give, we get back. So if you're able to give something, I promise you they will feel the need to give you mentorship and they'll want to do it because they see you're hungry
0: so i love what you just said and actually just it reminded me of something i think a lot about how as you grow your your mentors are going to change right and, and they're going to continue to change as your goals change i talk about how the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it right they, they can walk you it's like if i tell a student if if i paid you a thousand dollars to teach a seven-year-old how to ride a bike can you teach him how to ride a bike absolutely but to that seven-year-old who's never rowing a bike you might think it's an impossible task. And that applies to anything, whether it's getting a job at Google or even making your first million dollars. Success leaves clues. And it's so important to find, surround yourself with people who've done what you want to do. But once you've accomplished that, what? Are, how do you still keep the relationships in, like from the past mentorships and the people that you've, in a sense, grown from, apart from?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is number one, growing apart from something becomes natural. Like it doesn't, it sounds like it's harsh. Like people, like so, so many people go, Oh, you got to leave your loser friends behind. If you want to get better, no, just get better. And your loser friends will leave themselves behind. Like, it's not like it's something that I got to cut ties and make a phone call and be like, yo, it's over. Now, when you get to a certain level, you know, those mentors then become friends. Like when you get to their level, it just becomes a friendship. Um, and so like, obviously my mentors now, I'm nowhere near their level, but a number of them have already become friends of mine. Like one of the speakers at my event, Justin Cavanaugh runs a multiple seven figure business consults with some of the biggest brands in the world. Um, you know, he's become a great friend of mine where we, you know, we bullshit and we have a good time. Um, but at the same time, we're there to help each other cause I can help him in certain areas now too. Um, so I think organically one of two things happens either. They just naturally kind of fall by the wayside or you become like a friendship slash you start to help each other. Does that make sense?
0: No, absolutely. So how do you, you, you seem you've done a great job at being able to provide value of people who, you know, achieve some massive goals that you're looking to achieve, right? What advice do you have for students that are looking to get mentors who have accomplished some of the things they've done, but they always ask me is, I just don't know how I can do any value to them.
1: Ask them, how can I help you? I end every single conversation that I have with, how can I help you? And that has changed the trajectory for my life, hands down. Like, I'll tell you, I'm like, it's ruining this for you, man. But like, I'm going to end this with, how can I help you? But I've already, I've already in in our conversation, I've already discovered how I can help you. You have a live event coming up. I've gone through the trenches of this live event. I'm going to say, let me know how I can help you with your live event. And so pay attention to what people are saying. They leave clues organically in what they're talking about. And when that aha moment goes off, you go, Oh, I can help them with that. Right. Um, And then just give, and then hopefully that kind of, that kind of opens that up. So, and if, and if they're not leaving clues, go, Hey, I appreciate everything you've done as my mentor, as my person I followed, or as my professor, whatever we're talking about, and just say, how can I help you? Like, how can I help? Can I help you with anything and say it just like that? And they're either going to go, well, I don't think so, but thank you so much for offering because no other student's going to do that, number one. (laughs) Number two, or they're going to say, yeah, actually, you really could help me. I'm running this thing after class. I would love it if you could come in and help me kind of organize whatever. All of a sudden, you're behind the scenes. Like if you're helping them organize something, you're helping them work on something, you're learning the processes of what the people on another level are doing. And so that's the key. And always, especially in the beginning, always say yes.
0: Love it, man. You've, you know, you've definitely given so much great advice. Like I, I wanted to come in and I had an idea of kind of what we wanted to talk about, which is overcoming adversity. But this podcast has become to so much more and being able to talk about networking and mentoring and providing value, because I think that is the, the biggest struggle that I think students have is they just assume that you go to college and you have an internship and that that's it. That's your ticket to your dream job. and, and, the reality is that 80% plus of the jobs are gone through a referral, right? They're gone because somebody thought that somebody they know would be a good fit for that job and it's not done through applying on, online for it. So you provided so much value for the audience. Justin, is there any question that you wish I would have asked you?
1: Um, anything but that question. No, I, no man. I mean, this was, this was phenomenal. I think we covered a, a ton of bases, right? Uh, just to add one thing though, like you had talked about, um, you know, people going through college, you think you go to college and then you get an internship and then you get your dream job, right? I'm not against college. I actually am for college because I'm glad my doctors and my lawyers and all those people went to college, right? I'm Very much for it. in very, many levels, what you're doing when you go to college is you're getting, you're giving yourself the resources you may need for success. But if you are not resourceful, you're never going to become successful. So you need to then take those resources and actually put them to use. But the resources you're gathering, millions of other people are getting the same resources. So you have to ask yourself, what sets me apart from these other people in this rat race and then implement it? Because we can say to ourselves all we want, like, oh, this is what sets me apart. Cool, well, why aren't you implementing it, right? Like what set me apart as somebody in business was I was vulnerable, I was caring, and I wanted to give 100%, but I wasn't doing that. Then I created a vehicle, podcasting, um, that I was able to do that unconditionally. And then that's when everything came back to me. Does that make sense? And so you have to figure out how you can now be resourceful with your life. I will not take credit for the resources, resourcefulness. I wish I could. My good friend, Fabio Viviani from America's top chef preaches that all the time. Um, but it's something that you can really, you know, start to implement in your life and, and kind of start thinking differently about what you're building right now.
0: So I have a couple of more questions for you. <laughs> Here they are. Okay. You are definitely, because of your podcast and, and your ability to provide value to these amazing people that you've had on your podcast, are now surrounded, surrounding yourself with some amazing individuals who've accomplished amazing things in all areas of life, whether it's health, whether it's business, whether, you know, what, spiritual. Is there something that you see that they all have in common? Or what are some of the things that they have in common?
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing, somebody asked me this question a while back and I never really thought about what's the, what's the similarities with all these people. And then I have started to think about it and I ask you a question in every single interview, which is what's your definition of success and what are three things you do every single day to ensure that success. And the definition of success is always different. Every single person's definition is different. Although sometimes a lot of people say happiness, which is also mine, but, um, what I realized in the three things they do every single day is they serve themselves first. Um, and it sounds selfish, right? Like, Oh, they're, they're, they already have millions of dollars. They already have the success and they're still serving themselves first. Well, they have the success because they chose to make sure that they're healthy. They're happy. They're living the life that they want to live. And once they started to implement that self care into their life, their cup was then full enough that they could pour into other people's cups. And so the big thing of all the successful people that I've interviewed is that they make sure that they're filling their cup first and whatever overflows from that cup is for every single other person, but their cup is theirs and theirs alone um, because you can't pour from an empty cup. So you have to make sure you take care of yourself first. Wow.
0: I've never um, thought about it in that way. You know, I always thought about, you know, focusing on you kind of like the, the example that's always brought to you is when you go in the airplane, they say, uh, put your mask on first before you, you give oxygen to somebody else. But it's extremely um, helpful to look at it that way, at least for me. Justin, so I know you are having your, an event coming up. I would love for you to share a little bit more about that event. And, you know, for students, why should they attend or even consider to attend?
1: Yeah, man, look, like we, we sat here and we talked about growth mindset and growth hacking and, and how do you live your best life, right? And and we all come from different paths and we all have different trajectories into life. But what I realized is that consistent growth, it's connection and, and figuring out how I can level up in all areas. So I've created an event called Growth Now Movement Live, where I'm bringing in seven incredible speakers, some of which I've mentioned in this episode, but Fabio Viviani from America's Top Chef, Sarah Centrella, uh, who's an international bestseller uh, on manifestation and vision boards. Albie Manzo from Real Housewives in New Jersey. And they're going to teach you the tools that you need to live your best life. And then take it a step further. I'm, in, I'm inviting 20 movement makers. And these are people that have been on my show who are successful, who have done it, who are willing to give back 100% into every single person they surround themselves with. And they'll be in attendance as well to help you level up. So if you're looking to level up in any area of your life, if you're looking to grow your business, grow yourself, this is the event for you. The way I'm describing it, it's a day-long rock concert for entrepreneurs, forward thinkers, and people looking to level up in all areas. Uh, and so if that sounds like you, all you have to do is go to GNMLive.com. It's live.com, and you can grab your tickets there and hopefully we can connect there and, and grow a relationship and see how we can help each other
0: wow uh th- that's that's amazing that event sounds amazing i it definitely you could i'm telling you i will look into it if, if my schedule permits i will be there justin um because if that event it's just like this interview and just like the way you spoke at podfest i could just imagine how much value it would be If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I wanna take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career. Doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's gonna set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job, keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.
1: Um, growth mindset is about continuously trying to level up your life in all areas. And if you're able to kind of do that on a regular basis, which again, it's easy, listen to this podcast, listen to my podcast, whatever. Um, you know, you, you can begin to learn. Now, what I realized, it's not just about mindset. It's about implementation because I absorbed content for years, absorb content, absorb content, absorb content when it, one in your, one in one, it went in one year and out the other, right? Cool. Did nothing with it. But once I really understood, oh, wait, it's not just about knowing this. It's about implementing this. That's when everything started to kind of fall into place. So this is obviously a show for college students, right? So like the reality is a bachelor's degree is a dime a dozen. 100%.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um,
1: And that's something that I've been saying for 10 years. I mean, at this point, a master's degree is a dime a dozen. And now all of a sudden, okay, now you got to go get my doctorate. No, you don't you need to start implementing the things that you've learned in your life along with school in order to create that success and that growth in your life. It's not just about what we're learning, right? So like I've learned, I've learned business and life in different ways. I just didn't go to college, but I still learn and I still learn every single day. But my big breakthrough was implementation. You know, I knew what a podcast was. I didn't know what it could do.